Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest Bitcoin technical analysis as Bitcoin recaptures $28,000. Not only that, but the hash rate just hit a new all-time high. Quoting Max Kaiser, the implied hash rate adjusted price is $340,000 for Bitcoin. And quoting Charles Edwards at Capriole Investments, Bitcoin's hash rate is going absolutely bonkers, up 3x since $68,000. The level of investment is insane. Normally, HR growth drops in bear markets. This is the first time it's increased. This is a step change in mining industrialization, energy companies, and governments are here. Let's freaking go. And quoting Max Kaiser, all wars and violence are fiat money, central bank caused. Bitcoin fixes this one on confiscatable property that creates for the first time individual sovereignty and the demonetization of war and violence. Facts. Also in today's show, breaking news, Nishad Singh testifies on Sam Bankman-Fried's excessive investments through Alameda Research, as well as U.S. government is amongst the largest Bitcoin hodlers in the world with over five thousand—I'm sorry, $5 billion in BTC. I'll be breaking down this latest report, as well as Bitcoin Amsterdam updates focused on Bitcoin fundamentals, says Edward Snowden. Also, I'm going to be sharing with you top traders sees Bitcoin skyrocketing 570% to 180000 per coin and the next bull market amid the ongoing soaring U.S. debt levels. I'm also going to be sharing breaking news. $65 million worth of Bitcoin liquidated within minutes following the fake reports on the BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF approval, which was false, even though Bitcoin skyrocketed 2000 as a result. Also be sharing everything you need to know regarding the spot Bitcoin ETF and the likely date on the approval. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone for just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1433. Today is October 16th, 2023. And I'm your fearless host, JV. Let's kick it off. I'll kick it off with our market watch as we do each and every day. Massive shout out to everyone in the live chat. I can see it is lit. Shout out to Grievy Savvy One, Matthew J, Johnny Midas, Chris D. Make sure to say hello. Let me know where you're tuning in from. And at the end of the show, I'll shout out each and every one of you. Promise. And I have some surprises in store for you later as well. So yeah, let's kick off today's show with our market watch, checking out Coin360. I love seeing the entire crypto market in the green. We got Bitcoin pumping, still up 5%, trading above 28400 at the time of the live stream. And Ether is also trading on the cusp of $1,600. Solana is up roughly 9%. Bitcoin Cash is up 8%. Wrap Bitcoin is up 5%. Anything with Bitcoin in the name is in the green. And check 
checking out CoinMarketCap.com. The current crypto market cap is on the rise at $1.08 trillion with about $54 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Look at that volume up 245%. Like, whoa. Imagine when we get the real spot Bitcoin ETF approval game on. Bitcoin dominance surging now at 50.6%, which I believe is the highest level in a very long time. And the ETH dominance reaching its lowest level in quite some time. As I've been predicting here on the channel, Bitcoin is the apex predator. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past week, look, check it out. Anything with the name Bitcoin in it is on the rise. Satoshi Vision up 16%, trading above 39 bucks, followed by Solana up 9%, trading just under 24 bucks, followed by Bitcoin Cash up 8%, trading at $232. Below that, we have Block Stacks and Render, followed by Wrap Bitcoin and then the King BTC. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. Again, a massive sea of green. Loom was the top leader a few days back. Now it's the top loser. Lo and behold, what goes up must come down. <laughs> it seems to be this way, especially with the alts. But anyways, you can see Satoshi Vision leading the pack along with Solana. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, one of my favorite indicators, hence why we share it here every day on the show. Shows were currently rated a 47 neutral. Yesterday was a 45 in fear. Last week, a 50 neutral. And last month, a 43 three in fear. So there you have it. And welcome to y'all just joining us for today's episode of Crypto News Alerts. I appreciate y'all's support. Now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts and where the Bitcoin price action is likely to go next. Let's break this baby down. Here we go. After two successful, uh, successful weeks of gains, the S&P 500 started the week on a positive note, suggesting a risk on sentiment, which is a bullish sign. The volatility is likely to pick up as 11% of the S&P companies are expected to report results this week. The risk on sentiment could boost buying interest in select cryptos, one area where bullish activity is seen in the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Grayscale's legal victories have reduced the discount on GBTC to its lowest level since 2021. This indicates that the investors are factoring in the possibility that the trust will finally convert into a spot Bitcoin. ETF. I know we can't wait, right? When the price does not break below the support levels on bad news and rises above overhead resistance on favorable news, it shows that the shorts are running low on confidence. This increases the likelihood of an up move in the near term. And what are the important overhead resistance levels in Bitcoin and alts that need to be crossed to start the uptrend? Let's analyze it. At least we're going to analyze Bitcoin and Ether. Here we go. S&P 500 index price analysis first. The S&P 500 turned down from the 50-day simple moving average October 12th, but the bears could not sink the price below the important level of 4,325, as you can see here on the SPX daily chart. The 20-day exponential moving average is flattening out, and the relative strength index is just above that midpoint, suggesting the bulls have a slight edge. Buyers will try to thrust the price above the overhead resistance zone between the 50-day SMA and the downtrend line. And if this zone is surmounted, the index will signal the end of the corrective phase. Conversely, if the price turns down and breaks below 4,325, 25, it'll indicate that bears are fiercely defending the 50-day SMA. The index may then recess the pivotal support at 42.12. Now let's discuss the U.S. dollar index price analysis. The DXY corrected from 107 October 3rd and dipped to the 20-day exponential moving average at 106 October 10th. Now in an uptrend, traders generally buy the dips 
to the 20-day exponential moving average. So here, too, the bulls bought the dip to the 20-day EMA, which started a rebound. The bulls will try to push the price above 107 to the 108 resistance zone. If they succeed, the index can start a strong rally towards 111. However, keep in mind, the bears are unlikely to give up easily. They will try to guard the overhead zone and tug the price below 105. If this support cracks, the index may dip to the 50-day simple moving average at roughly $105. This is an important level for the bulls to defend if they want to keep the up move intact. Below this level, the index can fall to 103. Now for the Bitcoin price analysis. After trading between the moving averages for the past few days, Bitcoin made a decisive move on October 16th when the bulls kicked the price above the 20-day EMA, which currently sits at $27,224 as outlined in this chart on the daily. Now the momentum picked up further and the Bitcoin slash USD pair skyrocketed above the 28,000 resistance. However, the euphoria was short-lived that the bears aggressively sold to higher levels, yanking the price back down to 28,400, which is where we're at at this time. The 20-day EMA started to turn up and the RSI jumped into positive territory, indicating the bulls have a slight edge. If the buyers achieve a close above 28,1, the pair may march towards 30,000 and then to 31,000. Also got to point out, we did temporarily touch 30,000 on the news of a Bitcoin ETF being approved, which turned out to be false. I'll be breaking this down a little later for you in the show. Now, on the downside, a break and close below the 50-day simple moving average sitting at 26,700 will tilt the advantage in favor of the bears. The pair may first plummet to 26,000 and then to 24,800. So there you have it, the bullish and bearish scenarios for the King Crypto. Now, a little Ethereum price analysis. As I mentioned earlier, the Ethereum dominance is reaching lower and lower levels. Ether has been oscillating between $1,531 and $1,746 for the past several days, generally in a range that the traders buy near the support and sell at the resistance. Buyers purchased the dip at 1521 October 12th, starting a relief rally. The bulls attempted to drive the price above the moving averages October 16th, but the long wick on the candlestick shows aggressive sellers by the bears. If the price turns down from this current level, the bears will make one more attempt to sink and sustain the price below $1,521. If they succeed, the ETH slash USD pair may collapse to $1,368. Contrarily, the bulls will again attempt to push and sustain the price above the moving averages. If they can pull it off, the pair can jump to $1,746. This level is again likely to witness a strong selling by the bears. So there you have it. And as I mentioned earlier, breaking news, a new all-time high hash rate yet again. And as Max shares here, the implied hash rate adjusted at 440 uh, quintillion exahashes per second is $340,000 for BTC. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the high priest. And as Charles Edwards from Capriol Investment shares here, the Bitcoin hash rate is going absolutely bonkers, up 3x since 68,000. The level of investment is insane. Normally, the HR growth drops in bear markets, but this is the first time it's increased. This is a step change in mining industrialization, energy companies, and governments are here. Preach. And someone shared earlier, all wars are banker wars, and in which Max responded, all wars and violence are fiat money central bank calls. Bitcoin fixes this with unconfiscatable property that creates for the first time individual sovereignty and the demonetization of war and violence. Preach. And massive shout out to the high priests 
of Bitcoin. Let me know where you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to head next. And with that being shared, now let's break down breaking news regarding the next to testify against SBF regarding the ongoing FTX scandal with uh, Sam Bankman Freed. So let's break this one down uh, next, shall we? Here we go. And last week, it was Caroline Ellison. We covered, you know, all the, uh, basically, the bombshells which were released. And now, according to reports from SBF's criminal trial on October 16th, Singh said while Caroline Ellison and Sam Trabuco led Alameda, Bankman-Fried was ultimately in charge of the company. The former engineering director reportedly testified that SBF would un unilaterally spend Alameda's money despite his supposedly separate role at FTX, also threatening to fire Caroline Ellison. And quoting him here, I learned of spending at Alameda after the fact, he said. I'd complain about the execs and flashiness, which I found different than what we were building the company for. SPF would say, I didn't understand. He was out there interacting with people. I thought we were fleeced for $20 million. He said, I was sowing doubt. Sam is a formidable character. I came to distrust him. That speaks volumes right there. The former engineering uh, director reportedly cited investments in artificial intelligence startup Anthropic and 5K Global, the investment firm linked to high-profile figures, including former U.S. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and Hollywood celebs. And according to Singh, SBF ordered him and former Chief Technology Officer Gary Wang to go ahead with $1 billion investment in K5, global co-owners Michael Kives and Brian Baum's venture capital firm, quoting him again, I asked that it be done with Sam's money and not FTX's money. And lo and behold, guess whose money they were using? You already know. Now, Singh's testimony came on the ninth day of Bankman-Fried's criminal trial, which kicked off in New York October 3rd. Members of the jury already heard from Caroline Ellison and Gary Wang. Ellison, Wang, Singh, and former FTX director, market CEO Ryan Salami, uh, I don't know if that's Salami or Salame, whatever, pleaded guilty to fraud charges related to Alameda using the FTX funds for investments without users' consent. So everyone, all the executives of FTX admits the fraud. However, SBF is still trying to play the innocent role. Salami is not expected to testify in the trial, and it was unclear if the defense team intended to put SBF on the stand. And prior to Singh, prosecutors called on FTX user Tarek Morad October 16th to speak to the understanding of how the crypto exchange planned to use his deposits and his perception of Bankman-Fried's influencing his decision to invest with the firm. Morad reportedly testified that amid reports of withdrawal issues of FTX in November of 2022, he believed SBF's assets we're just fine. And as we all know, clearly those assets were not fine. The story goes, they were basically offloading all of your precious crypto, including your Bitcoin, immediately sending it to Alameda and then doing whatever fraudulent investments, claiming to be borrowing it and it would be paid back. But borrowing it without your consent means stealing. And lo and behold, they can't pay it back because they lost it all due to bad investments. So we're keeping you posted with the latest of what happens here with the ongoing SBF FTX trial, which takes us to our next story of the day. Do you know the United States government is one of the largest hodlers of Bitcoin, currently controlling roughly $5 billion worth the BTC? That's right. Let's break this down, shall we? The United States government has become one of the largest Bitcoin holders with over 200,000 
BTC, worth more than $5 billion despite selling a few thousand Bitcoin worth millions earlier in the year. Also want to point out the absolute largest hodler is the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. GBTC currently controls over 600,000 BTC. Could you understand why that would be so phenomenal for them to get their product converted to a spot Bitcoin ETF? You already know. Let's get it. According to the data, Analysis based on public filings, crypto firm 21 estimated that the U.S. government still holds 194,188 BTC, estimated to be worth $5.3 billion. The firm noted in its analysis that these are the lower bound estimations of the U.S. government holdings based on publicly available information. The analysis tracked the Bitcoin movements of the U.S. government wallets associated with uh, three of the largest Bitcoin seizures since 2020, namely Silk Road seizure of 69,000 Bitcoin in November of 2020, the Bitfinex hack seizure of 94,000 Bitcoin in January of 2022, and the James Young seizure of 51,000 Bitcoin in March of 2022. So the government Bitcoin stash is kept primarily offline and encrypted storage devices, as we know as hardware wallets kept under the Justice Department and the IRS. The U.S. government made two significant seizures in 2022. Now, seized assets do not instantly belong to the government. The U.S. Marshal Service, the primary agency charged with the selling of the seized property, only receives the possession of the seized Bitcoin after a court issues a definitive forfeiture judgment. The U.S. government also sells a portion of the seized Bitcoin from time to time through an auction system based on the court liquidation order. The most notable government auction dates back to 2014 when billionaire venture capitalist Tim Draper made an OG move buying up 30,000 Bitcoin from the U.S. government auction back then. What an incredible return on investment, right? However, in recent years, U.S. government turned to crypto exchanges to sell their seized Bitcoin over public auctions. One such sale came in March earlier this year when the government sold 9,118 BTC to Coinbase as confirmed through the public filing. Now, collect, I mean, it is what it is. I personally feel the government will do what it is that they do. They'll continue seizing as much cryptocurrency as possible, but will they hold it is the million dollar question. I think they'll offload it as soon as they possibly can, but you never know what the future holds. Maybe as other countries start putting more and more Bitcoin on their balance sheet, the game theory kicks in full effect. Maybe the United States government will soon realize why should we sell this when there's power in holding it and hodling it? The price is only going to continue to go up, if you know what I mean. Like, I bet you they regret selling all of that Bitcoin fortune to Tim Draper. You know I mean, he made a hell of a, you know, return on investment, but that could have been the government. You know what I mean? Anyways, fam, that's what it is. Now let's break down our next story of the day. Discuss the latest updates from Bitcoin Amsterdam conference with the infamous Eric Snowden, who spoke at this event. Here's what Snowden had to share. Shout out to Snowden, by the way, a true freedom revolutionary. We are contorting ourselves to pass through the keyhole of tyranny. Snowden's words to the audience at the PAC Genesis Stage Hall of Bitcoin Amsterdam, stressing the preeminent crypto ever-increasing importance in a world beset by creepy government surveillance, devaluing fiat currencies and restrictive policies. Preach. The renowned whistleblower is addressed, summed up the reoccurring theme during the conference, driving home the role of decentralized protocols like Bitcoin and Noster to uh, give individuals some control over their wealth and privacy. Now, Cointelegraph spoke to prominent Bitcoin developers, investors, builders, and supporters attending the two-day conference at the Pitch or Sweet West Park neighborhood of Amsterdam. How many of you have been to Amsterdam? That's the place to be. One of my favorite places in the world, fam. Let me know. Anyways, amid the ongoing crypto bear market, 
the event attracted a couple of thousand of attendees searching for the latest news and insights into the Bitcoin industry. Here's a photo taken from the stage, which looks pretty epic to me. Now, while many prominent figures highlighted the value proposition of Bitcoin as a store of value against the diminishing purchasing power of fiat currencies, Snowden was critical of the continual focus on the value of Bitcoin over its importance as a decentralized tool. Quoting Snowden here, we are all a part of a bigger game, and Bitcoin is one of the strongest levers in that. The system that we are influencing, that we are exerting leverage on, such as payments and finance, will shape what the world of tomorrow looks like. Facts. Snowden's address arguably attracted the biggest gathering of visitors during the conference as he vi uh, revisited Bitcoin's role in his journey, rebelling against the U.S. government and its wanton surveillance of citizens. If you don't know, in 2013, Snowden used Bitcoin to pay for servers that hosted classified information sent to journalists that would reveal the National Security Agency's overreach into the lives of American citizens. And as Snowden elaborated, Bitcoin's growing prominence has led to increasing opposition from governments, lawmakers, and legacy financial institutions. Quoting him here, we don't want to focus on things like ETS. We need to focus on the fundamentals. Snowden added that the potential influence Bitcoin ETFs on the value of crypto represents subordination, a kind of subjugation, a process of taming that is being played out by institutions that regulate traditional financial spheres. Snowden also shared his belief that Bitcoin has a privacy problem, highlighting the emergence of obfuscation tools like CoinJoin and Mixers as important but equally indicative of the pressure facing the decentralized protocol. So there you have it. And to hear it directly from Snowden's mouth, check the show notes below the video in the description, and you can check it out here. I'm going to leave you with a couple more quotes from Snowden. Acting in secret is not freedom, the necessity of coin joins and so on. That is because you are unfree. Proof of funds is proof of unfreedom. Preach. He also says, all the people tracking price and looking at headlines involving the SEC, Gary Gensler is not daddy Bitcoin. I don't really care what he thinks, and I don't think you should either. More power to him. Screw Gary Gensler. I think we've all had enough of that, Chairman, to say the least. Anyways, fam, let me know if you agree or disagree with the words by uh, Snowden. Let me know your thoughts. And that's going to lead us to our next story of the day. And that's an $180,000 Bitcoin price prediction coming from this top crypto analyst. Let's break this down and they'll be updating you with the latest of the Bitcoin ETF approval and all the rumors circulating right now. Here we go. A trader who accurately called the end of Bitcoin's 2021 bull market thinks that the king crypto will once again meteorically rise due to the inevitable return of money printer. Money printing continue to go Synonymous analyst Pentoshi shared on X that it's only a matter of time before the U.S. government turns on the money printers once again. According to Pentoshi, Bitcoin will begin its parabolic surge once the U.S. government decides to debase the dollar to pay off its massive debt, burdened to the tune of 33 and a half trillion dollars, putting him here. When the printers come back to inflate away the debt, and they will and always have. Just remember, Bitcoin is fundamentally the hardest asset in the world with both programmatic monetary policy and fixed supply. There's always another cycle. And check out this chart. This shows you his trajectory of where the Bitcoin price and how is likely to surge. He sees Bitcoin rallying to the new all-time high of 180000 per coin, suggesting a move of roughly 570% from the current prices. Now, while Pentoshi believes there'll be another bull cycle for the king crypto, he says that it is unclear when the Fed will start 
cutting rates, quoting him again, really have no way of knowing when tightening will end and it can extend for years or it can just end up in years of stagflation. The crypto strategist is also keeping a close watch on the chart for the Bitcoin versus M2 money supply. The M2 is a global liquidity indicator that takes into account the liquid money moving around the system. Crypto traders like Pantoshi believe the Bitcoin tends to ignite the bull when the M2 or global liquidity is on the up and up. The analyst shares a chart, which you can see on your screen, showing the Bitcoin versus the M2 appearing to be gearing up for a big breakout. So there you have it. And lo and behold, what are we witnessing right now? A big freaking breakout. And we are just getting started. Now let's break down our breaking story of the day. And let's discuss everything surrounding this Bitcoin ETF approval. The rumor got shared. And within a few minutes, Bitcoin spiked by over $2,000 just like that. But Cointelegraph apologized and said it was a rumor and only a mistake. So let's break this down, baby. Let's do it. As you can see, here we go. Bitcoin jumps to 30,000, then dumps as false spot ETF approval report circulates. Womp womp, but we're still pumping. <laughs> Anyways, Bitcoin surged from 27.9 to 30,000 after the false report of a spot Bitcoin ETF approval was posted on social app X, formerly Twitter, leading to nearly 100 million worth of liquidations. Within an hour, the false post was deleted after nearly 30 minutes, but sparked enough interactions to impact the price significantly. Bitcoin has since fallen from 30,000 back above 28,000, following skepticism from analysts as well as the reporters. BlackRock confirmed to Coindesk that the report is false. Check out this chart. Just based on the false rumor of the ETF approval by one company, Coinbase, making a simple tweet, Bitcoin surges $2,000. It just goes to show you, once we get the real thing, we're going to continue pumping. We are going to get a God candle. We will resurrect Bitcoin back to all-time highs. We will enter price discovery mode. You already know. Coinglass data shows that $81 million worth of short positions or bets against the higher prices were liquidated on the move to 30 Gs and $31 million in longs or bets on higher prices were liquidated during the correction. Liquidation refers to when the exchange forcefully closes the trader's leverage position due to a partial or total loss of the trader's initial margin. It happens when a trader is unable to meet the margin requirements for a leveraged position, failing to have sufficient funds to keep the trade open. Now, the SEC website shows no approvals at this time for the spot Bitcoin ETF. Bloomberg also reported that the BlackRock app is still under review. Here's Cointelegraph apologizing. We apologize for a tweet that led to the dissemination of inaccurate information regarding the BlackRock Bitcoin ETF. Well, thanks for the pump anyways, right? An internal investigation is currently underway. We're committed to transparency and we'll share the findings of the investigation with the public. Okay, we're going to hold them accountable. Now, it was reported last week that the SEC won't appeal the loss to its case against Grayscale, which is thought to boost the chances of GBTC eventually being converted to a spot ETF. Bitcoin rose 4% in Asian morning hours on Monday on a continuation of Friday's reaction to the U.S. SEC decision to not appeal the recent Grayscale ruling. And speaking of Grayscale, more breaking news. The Grayscale GBTC discount falls to 16% as the market's bet on the Bitcoin ETF approval. That's right. Grayscale's Bitcoin investment vehicle, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, is trading at its lowest discount in nearly two years as spot Bitcoin ETFs continue to inch towards potential approval in the United States. The latest data from YChart shows GBTC's discount on Bitcoin's net asset value has narrowed to 15.87% as of October 13th. The discount in this percentage measures the amount that a mutual funder ETF is trading below its net asset value. This metric is used to track how far a security is trading 
from the true value. Now check this out, fam. Data shows that GBTC's discount began to narrow when BlackRock and several other financial institutions filed the spot Bitcoin ETF applications back in mid-June, where the discount fell from 44% June 15th to 26.7% by July 5th. And since then, the figure has continued to narrow. Now the last time GBTC's discount was at a similar level was early December 2021. Yeah, that was like right after the all-time high we hit in November of 2021, right? Now, yeah, we all know we hit 69,000 November 10th. Now, Bitcoin advocate Oliver Velez believes the market is pricing in the spot Bitcoin ETF approval by the year's end. Other analysts, such as Lyle Pratt, believe GBTC's discount will continue to evaporate over the next week or two as the spot Bitcoin ETFs near approval. And quoting Scott Melker, the wolf of all streets, the GBTC discount has narrowed to 16% as the market bets on a Bitcoin spot ETF approval. Grayscale's Bitcoin trust, commonly known as GBTC, has experienced notable changes in its market dynamics at the start of the year. GBC was trading at a substantial discount of 48 0.31%. And reports emerged that the US SEC wouldn't appeal the Grayscale decision on October 13th, leading Bloomberg ETF analyst James Safart referring to spot Bitcoin ETF approvals as a done deal in an October 13th post. Now, on October 15th, Grayscale reportedly delivered a statement noting that the SEC's 45-day period to seek a rehearing had passed, meaning that the court would issue its final mandate within seven calendar days. Quoting them here, the Grayscale team remains operationally ready to convert GBTC to an ETF upon the SEC's approval, and we look forward to sharing more information as soon as practical sorry, practicable. Is that, wow, yeah, practicable. Interesting. The commonly reported uh, company report said, now uh, let me know how you feel this is likely to play out. And I'm going to leave you with this. We all know Bitcoin should truly be trading in the hundreds of thousands of dollars right now. As Max points out, with the existing Bitcoin hash rate, Bitcoin should be $340,000 per coin. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the high priest. And who knows how high the Bitcoin price would have climbed in the fourth quarter of 2021 if Scam Bankman Freed and FTX wasn't offloading all of your precious Bitcoin, dumping it onto the open market to suppress the Bitcoin price at under $20,000. Yeah, you know I mean, lo and behold, it's the name of the game. So at least these fraudsters are being eliminated one by one. Now, massive shout out to everyone in that live chat. I appreciate each and every one of you. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.